for our Father, our God. He deserves it. And He's in the place today. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning to you all. And you know, the Lord Jesus Christ told His disciples in the book of Matthew 10, verse 12, when you enter any place, say, Peace be unto you. I mean, shalom. Therefore, I say to this gathering today, let the peace that surpasses all understanding be unto you all in Jesus' name. Yes, my name is Fanny. I'm from France. And I'm an evangelist here at the Synagogue Church of All Nations. On the training with my father in the Lord, my spiritual father, my mentor, Prophet T.B. Joshua. today by giving you a little story about myself, about my childhood, because I used to be a very stubborn child, and many people that know me, they know that they can see some traces still in me till today. So you know, my mom used to sat me down when we used to go to some places like maybe my uncle's house or a friend's house, and she'd say, you funny. You know, I've already told you, don't embarrass me, don't disgrace me, don't do as if they don't educate you in this house, and don't do as if they don't feed you in the house. And I would say, yes, mommy, no problem. By the time we get to our uncle's house, because my mom has already told me that she not embarrass her, and everything I need or I want, I should raise my hand and ask for it. I would first sit down and look around because being stubborn, I always observe first where I am and see what I will do next. So I would now say, Mommy, please. He would say, Please, don't you see that I'm talking? Sorry, Mommy. I would still try again and say, Mommy, but please, what did I say in the house? You should not disgrace me. So by the time I would see that she's so busy talking and chatting around, I would now start my own. I will now start eating everything on the table, drink all the juice on the table. When I finished, because I need to digest, I will now go outside and start entertaining people, dancing and singing and making noise, scattering the whole living room and sitting room, opening the TV. And she will be so embarrassed that she will not be able to talk. But by the time we get to the car, I will receive some back slap and some threatening words saying that the belt is waiting for me in the house. And that has how my childhood has been every time because I was very, very stubborn. And I know that as parents, we always want our children to obey us to the letter, isn't it? Answer me. Mm-hmm. We always want them, even if we don't talk, just our body language for them to understand what we want and do it all ears and all heart, isn't it? Yes. And when the child is disobedient, and when the child is stubborn, we get angry. We shout, we beat, we slap, we use the belt. Because it's going too far. Refusing to follow the principle that you have laid from the beginning. Refusing to listen and go by the protocol before him. And knowing that there's rules and regulation to follow to get it right. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. But considering that we are children of God... And God being our father. Do you see yourself in the position of father-son relationship? 
Because many a time we complain of God's belt, God's beating, God's slap, those situations that are meant to refine us from our stubborn character and disobedient character. When he said in the book of Hebrews 12 verse 6 that he disciplined the one he loves and chastens the one he accepts as his son. We have been adopted. He has adopted us. In order for us to benefit all the privileges with Christ. But we lack the maturity to get there. We lack the maturity to get there. We are all children of God. But in need of correction today. Because immaturity is responsible for our present state. Unable to maintain a balance and stable approach to whatever comes our way every day. And it takes the maturity that comes from faith to realize that our responsibility to God is a commitment and fellowship with Him. And that leads us to the message before us today, the Father-Son relationship. Let's turn our Bible in the book of Hebrews 12 that we have mentioned before. And since we have mentioned the verse 6, let us start from verse 8 to 10. Hebrews 12, verse 8 to 10. And I read, If you are not disciplined, and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the Father of spirits and live? Verse 10. They disciplined us for a little while as they thought best. But God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. Amen? You know, many at times we complain about the discipline we go through. But how many times we have embarrassed our God? How many times have we caused him pain by our behavior? How many holy anger have we propelled by our daily activities? How many times we have disgraced his names because of our worldly activities? We say we believe Jesus. But do not obey him. Can we say we are a believer? We say we believe the father. But we do not do what he says. Can we say we are faithful sons? Many are prompt to say. I am a child of God. But very few behave as one. When he say do this. Or don't do this. The father is speaking to us. But we see it as a constraint, as a struggle, not realizing that it's trying to direct our steps so we will not, we'll not slumber in the future. It's trying to discipline our mind so we'll be able to assess things in both physical and spiritual realm. But many of us complain we fail to understand our spiritual growth as a price to pay. 
Spiritual growth is a function of obedience to God, just like intellectual growth is a function of learning. Spiritual growth has a price to pay, and many of us, because we claim that we have a relationship with God, we cannot gain His blessings. We say, yes, the Bible says the secret of blessing is in giving, but I've been giving to others, but my business still collapsed. I've been giving like Mr. A and B used to give, but I'm still lacking. Yes, because you did not build a balanced relationship with the supplier, that is why you are lacking. You did not ask the supplier what to give and how to give, that is why you are lacking. The Bible says the way and manner we care for others, we give to others, determine our faith in God, our obedience to God, and our relationship with God. But today we are having an epileptic relationship, if I may say so. An epileptic relationship because we continue to imitate what someone else did. Imitation is what's making us to be in this present state today. Limited in our ways, limited in our progress, limited in our success. We can move forward. We say we believe God, we obey God, yes. But faith like obedience is a conviction. Faith is an application. Faith is a demonstration. Faith is practical. Faith is a heart that believes God even in ordinary circumstances. So examine yourself today and see whether or not you are in the faith, whether or not you are in the father-son relationship. Because Luke 6 verse 46 made us to understand that we cannot call him Lord and do as we please. The class of calling him Father and do as we please. Contrary to our biological parents, our Father in Heaven is always available for us. His arms are always wide open for us to guide us, to teach us, to show us the way. But we behave to Him like parents, not like children. Our heart is always focused on the wrong things, things that have no lasting significance. Though we cannot distinguish His voice, among our daily activities and distinguishes ways in our search for better future. Relationship is for help and for strength. But because you are not ready to build that relationship, you cannot obtain the strength that you need. If you want to be great, you have to have a great relationship with him. If you want to, to have a strong career, a strong business, you have to have a strong relationship with him. But today when you look around, what those things that we are asking him today, we had it yesterday, but we lost them. Many had properties yesterday, they are selling them today because they acquired them in a dubious way. Many people that I knew that were up there, today they are still trying to test it back again. Trying to start all over again. What, what kind of life is this? Many says, 
If I spent 20 years in America, I will make it and become great. You spent 30 years, you came back to where you started. Many says, if you give me one million now, we open business and become great. They gave you millions, you open business. You are back where you started. Our lives is just like mountains and valleys. Like sun and sudden rain. Like come weather and natural disaster. Up today and down tomorrow. Joy today, depression tomorrow. Peace today, trouble tomorrow. Because we play life and life plays back. We play life and life plays back. But one thing is sure. We, life is all about choices. We have to make the right choice today because Joseph made the right choices. Joseph refused, in the book of Genesis 39, refused his master's wife love advances on two ground. First, because he was a servant that was meant to preserve the possession of his masters, and of course the wife being one of the most precious possessions. And secondly, doing such an immoral act was not only sinning against man, but sinning against God. He struck a balance between the two and refused to offend his master, let alone sin against God. How many of us have this consciousness today? How many of us will be conscious of what our master will say? How many of us will be conscious in that circumstance of how, what our heavenly father will think or feel about us if we have to commit such an act? Today, people don't feel God because our conscience is dead. The very conscience that the Holy Spirit used as instrument to guide us, we often ignore it. Tell anybody that there's a way out. There is a way out. Life wisest decision is what you do with your companion, with your friend in life, with your friend closer than a brother, with your roadmap, Jesus Christ. We must make our God our habitation. That is priority number one if you want to, want to build a father-son relationship. Priority number one, make God as our habitation. That is rely, depend on him for everything. Priority number two, Love him and acknowledge him in all our ways. Love him and acknowledge him in all your ways. And priority number three. Relate with him with constant meditation and prayers. Because his love is unconditional. His patience is unlimited. His mercy is infinite. His forgiveness is unconditional. 
Because every day we sin, we disobey God, and every day he keeps on giving us another chance, a new beginning, because of his love for us. Because he knows that a true son will always come back. And a true son always depends on his father. Our Father in heaven, how we love you. We lift your name in all the earth. May your kingdom be established in our praises. And as your people, we declare your mighty word. And we are his children. You may be seated. So therefore we should not allow our love for money, our love for possessions, properties, to affect our relationship with God today. Because many of us, we come to church, we listen to the gospel of Christ, but we are still not mature. We still don't understand the things of the Spirit. That is why we continue to drift away from the purpose of life, drift away from the divine cause and cause of life. We behave to our Father like parents instead of behaving to Him like children. You are still crawling because you are a child. But instead of telling Him, I need you to walk, I need you to talk. I need you to behave. We say, leave my hand. I'm big enough to do it. Let me show you an example of what I'm saying. So can you please come? Today you are going to be God. Thank you. Huh? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Okay, this is God. Let's say this is God. And I'm the child. And you know God and the child, the, the umbilical cord is still there. We, don't, we can't see it, but it's there. No matter where you go, you will still come back to him. So this is God and this is the child. So we work gently because we have already said, leave my hand, I can do it alone, I'm big enough. We now work and say, Pisa, okay God, this is the man I want to marry today, 
I've chosen him. We have decided the date. We know why we want to do it. We just want you to come and bless our marriage. That's what we do to God. We see him as a child. We are the parents. We continue working. I say, well, mm, I want to open business today. Thank you, sir. You buy your, your goods, rent the shop, do everything, and you're about to open. I say, wait, 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 before opening. God, I've opened my shop. I just want you to bless my shop so I can have breakthrough and I can have returns and a lot of money. Did you ask him if it was his will for you to open the shop? No. We continue the journey. Say, ah, you don't remember God. God, give me a Lexus Jeep. I need a Lexus Jeep now. Give me a Lexus Jeep, God. I need a Lexus Jeep. Give me a Lexus Jeep. A big Jeep. So everybody will look at me and see that I'm fine. When we see that God is not answering, we now go and borrow money and buy the Lexus Jeep and say, God has blessed me. <laughs> yes. That is what is happening. Yeah, clap for yourself because we know that this is what is happening in the world today. So we do all those things and at the end of the day, we do a lot of mistakes and want to blame God. Remember, you are the one that said, leave me alone. I can do it on my own. You know, we focus of the things of the flesh and we lose sight of the spiritual things. The very thing that create the material things that you are looking for. If you can now build that father-son relationship, instead of saying, leave me alone, I can do it on my own. Say, God, I'm crawling. I can talk on my own. I can do it on my own. I need you, Lord. I need you to walk. I need you to look. I need you to choose. I need you to do everything. You know that the seat that God has prepared for you that is just in front of you because your seat is still there no matter what. By the time you call on his name to do everything that you want to do, you will get to that seat of authority. And when you get there, you don't rush for anything. Things rush to you. You don't look for money. Money looks for you. You are not searching for friends. Friends are searching for you. You have everything. Peace of mind. That is when you can give out of what you have to others. Because you have built your father-son relationship. You relied on him. Thank you, sir. You now know, have the maturity to know your responsibility between God and man. Please God, you can have your fruit. Thank you. <laughs> you now know you can have the maturity to know the responsibility between God and man. If Job had looked at the things of the flesh, he would have surrendered. But Job's job love for God was above all, above his family above his properties, above his wife. Hmm. Jesus wants to know, do you love me? He said, if you love me, obey my commands. And he gave us two special ones. Love your God with all your heart 
and love your neighbor as yourself. Obedience that don't comes by force. Obedience comes spontaneously and naturally when the love and respect is there. The Bible says that if you act under the guidance and the governance of the Holy Spirit and of that spiritual nature and disposition he has wrought in you, if you make the word of God your rule and his grace your principle, you are the sons of God, according to Romans 8 verse 14. Rules and regulations of destiny is obedience. Jesus is still asking you today, do you love me? Obey my commands. Because the way of obedience is the way of a bright future. The way of obedience is the way of success. The way of obedience is the way of victory. The way of obedience is the way of blessings. All those things that you are looking for is in your father-son relationship. So what am I trying to say today? A man who truly obeys God brings all his aspiration, appetites, desires to the throne of God. And the passion of his heart and his act is regulated by the word of God. The life you are living today is not your own. It belongs to Christ. Therefore, priority number one, make God your habitation. That is, depend on him for everything. Priority number two, consider him Acknowledge him in all your ways. Priority number three. Relate with him with constant meditation and prayer. Remember, meditation is a visit with him. The more you meditate, the more you visit him, and the more you build your relationship with him. The father-son relationship. Therefore, I want to leave you today with that readiness of building your father-son relationship. And I pray to meet you next time in obedience to God's word in Jesus' name. Peace be unto you all in Jesus' name. May the Lord bless his word.